Hi, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, Megan Tripp. Today, I have with me Facebook friend and film enthusiast, Tim Holsizer. Hi, Tim. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. I have to say, having seen this movie, I feel like I've experienced like a dream, partially because it's been so long since I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a f- couple weeks now, huh? Yeah. Um, peek behind the curtain. I got a cold, and then my computer died. So, <laughs> Tim's been a trooper. We've rescheduled a bunch of times. <laughs> I gave myself a quick little five minute re- refresher this morning. Just Going like over your thumb through the when. Well, I went through the movie really quick on Prime. Oh, <laughs> I considered <laughs> trying to see bits of it again and i was like i'm not doing that to myself (laughs) (laughs) i was like uh let me just make sure this takes place in the snow okay yep it does (laughs) uh yeah the movie we watched was a frosty affair or is it the frosty affair i believe it's a frosty affair (laughs) okay (laughs) i guess or if you apparently if you're in if you're in canada apparently it's called 40 below and falling yeah (laughs) I guess that is in uh, Celsius. I guess. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> ba- based on all the times that they had their shirts off and didn't freeze to death, I would hope it's Celsius. But I... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they couldn't use the same name in America. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, but yeah, a frosty affair makes it sound like uh, Frosty the Snowman is getting it on with somebody, <laughs> which is upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, trying to find this on Prime, I, I typed in Frosty and I got everything but this movie. <laughs> Prime was trying to save you, I think. Yeah, <laughs> thanks Prime. <laughs> so this movie has Jewel Strait in it and a bunch of people I did not recognize at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I knew her as Kaylee and Firefly, but the rest of these people... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I did notice uh, <laughs> some some. There was some fun trivia. The the guy that plays Redford, mm-hmm. Sean Roberts, apparently got his big break as the the big bad wolf in a 1994 school play. <laughs> in a school play, <laughs> that's considered a yeah. big break. <laughs> that's what the internet says. <laughs> he, he's now known as Rogue's boyfriend in the X Men and uh, Wesker in the Resident Evil movies. Oh, good for him. I good did not realize that, but okay. <laughs> Still don't know him. Yeah. Um, when I went to the IMDb page, I think my favorite thing was the goofs. Did you see the goofs? Oh, I didn't see them. Uh, there's only one goof, and it's um, later on in the movie. Uh, they put, was it lighter fluid? The canister of lighter fluid on top of an oven overnight. And uh, that's very dangerous. And they were like, that's a goof. No one worth his salt would ever do that. (laughs) Awesome. uh, It sounds like the sort of complaint I would have about a movie. I wouldn't necessarily like type it up and put it on the IMDb page, but I did appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's worthy of a Facebook post, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's more of a thing you mutter to yourself as you're watching the movie, like, that doesn't make sense. 
Goof. He wore his, <laughs> his checker pattern shirt was too tightly checked. That kind of guy would never do that. <laughs> Goof. Nobody dies in the snow and they probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is one of those movies where a person needs to get to their wedding and they are having a hard time getting back to the wedding, but somebody helps them and they fall in love with that person instead of the person they're supposed to be marrying. Aww. <laughs> Poor <nice>. guy. <laughs> <laughs> they went out of their way to make sure that, that you know, the original husband-to-be was not that great. No. Um, I think his name was Brad, is that right? I believe you are correct. Okay, so his name is Brad, the main character's name is Kate, and then the person who helps her is Redford. Um, I felt like nobody used names super, like, a lot, <laughs> so I, I would get confused as to who was called what in this movie. I don't even know if Redford was his first or last name, to be honest. No. I mean, Redford <laughs> maybe doesn't he's like... sound like a first name, but it could be, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's like Madonna, it's just one name. <laughs> Yeah, could be. Hmm. And I noticed that uh, someone named Cindy played Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, who is it? Tony Stanza always plays a character named Tony. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> Oftentimes he does. Anyways. Um we have a school teacher who's in a remote town and she's supposed to be able to take a flight out of town. Um, at first we see her with uh, her coworkers, which doesn't really do anything because we never see these people again. Uh, we do see her vice principal who is a creep and is trying to hit on her and everyone makes like apologies for him so apparently he's always doing this and it never matters yeah i wrote down uh, his name joe <laughs> he he like tries to grind on one woman and then comes over to bother kate which not his first time apparently yeah uh yeah i would lo i'd love to see like a sequel or something where it's just him in front of a disciplinary hearing <laughs> i thought there was going to be like maybe a stupid joke at the end where I don't know we see him really quick and he gets some sort of comeuppance but it's like a kind of like a goofy one but like mm. we literally never see anybody from this party again yeah yeah it's like her last day of school and she's not gonna come back to that school she's gonna move to into town but it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> Also, before that party, she like has a quick Skype with her with Brad, her fiance, mm -hmm. and uh, right off the bat, you know he's lame because she's like she wants to do you know uh, frisky business over the Skype, and he's like, oh no, <laughs> it's like they're betrothed. I mean, what's the big deal, Brad? Yeah, his he hesitance was weird. Unless is he staying with her family? Because that could be weird. Uh, yeah. Okay, you make a good point. He does, I think he does say something about anyone could walk in. Yeah. And that's when I knew, oh, this was never a Hallmark movie. Because some old Hallmark movies are on Prime. And when that happened, mm. I was like, oh, yeah, sex doesn't exist in Hallmark movies. So. <laughs> I did like that, that Brad uh, chokes on his coffee. And then it, uh, 
like in order to solve that problem he drinks some water it's like that's still a beverage dude <laughs> but at least it's not a hot beverage <laughs> yeah, that's a good point i don't know brad is a total drip he just he can't oh look a cat <laughs> uh yes kitty always wants to be near me yeah i locked lucy out uh so if you hear meowing angry meowing then uh you know why <laughs> ah i'm just going to um push this cat out of the way <laughs> you can edit this podcast right yeah <laughs> kitty here <laughs> it's a big cat i i feed her a lot <laughs> kitty stay where you are all right sorry my apologies that's all right uh but yeah brad's a total drip he like he's pretty much useless he doesn't do much he's very passive and lets people push him around a lot yeah and then um her boss alan gives a really nice speech about her going away from the school and the kids seem to like her and then the next day she's supposed to go on a plane but there's a giant snowstorm so uh undeterred she just throws three pieces of luggage out the very top of the door frame in spite of the fact that there being like four feet of snow she has to crawl over <laughs> <laughs> and tries to make yes. it to the airport <laughs> I like how the snow everywhere else was like, oh, you know, a foot or two. And then like yeah. right in front of her door, <laughs> piled up. Yeah, that seemed deliberate. Like, I don't know, school children maybe did that. <laughs> <laughs> Going away present. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to the airfield. No flights are going to be taking off. And uh, she assumes somebody there is a pilot but he's another passenger, but he's grabbing something from the building. He, like, knows that there aren't going to be any flights, so I don't know why he's there, but he is. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I got the feeling maybe he works at the airport in town or something. I don't know. Like, he seems to own his own snowmobile, so I, I don't know. I, is he, He's local, right? Yeah, he is local, and he is going down into the same town she is even though i don't think they ever named that town i think it said snowy pines not that anyone cares <laughs> uh, <laughs> i thought they were just being descriptive of the area <laughs> oh that could totally be <laughs> but yeah no the town could be called snowy pines i guess <laughs> and i could just be not paying that much attention which very possible <laughs> <laughs> I do know that the town she was teaching in is called Sorensen Lake, and their mm -hmm. motto is so much to offer. I totally miss I, that. <laughs> I love I love looking at uh fake town signs in movies. I don't know why. Oh yeah. They always sometimes they have really stupid mottos. Yeah. So they immediately get off on the wrong foot. She thinks he's the pilot, he's not the pilot and is angry that she thinks that he's going to fly her. And then she's like, oh, well, since you're leaving town, I'll just leave with you. And he's like, I don't want to cart you around and your, all your luggage. I can't even do so. You have too much stuff. And um, so then she grabs a snowmobile from a student of hers. Mm. And like an antique snowmobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but she doesn't actually know how to get home. Is it is there like rules against using snowmobiles on closed roadways? Is that why she can't just take the road? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. Are we supposed to believe that like even if the road was snowed in, like yeah, she could she has a snowmobile. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Yeah, but she's like, nope, gonna go over land. <laughs> but she doesn't know the area well enough to just, like, go through the woods. So she decides to follow this guy who's already going. And at this point, I don't think she knows his name. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I think she just calls him Mr. Big Man <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. That's her big insult, Mr. Big Man. <laughs> she's creative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, does is this this is like around the time where they show a quick um, scene at the the wedding church and we we see Kate's parents and sister yeah and uh, her sister Cindy is pointing at Jesus Christ on a cross and she's like Pastor Dude told me I can't stick anything on that holy guy <laughs> <laughs> that was odd because well it was odd for a lot of reasons <laughs> but it was like. If they're not religious, why are they getting married in a church? Is it for his family or are the grandparents like invested? Or is it just like she likes the aesthetic of getting married in a church or it's just the only thing in town that's big enough to accommodate everybody? That could totally be. Snowy Pines probably isn't that big. (laughs) I like that apparently Cindy has never heard of a church, been in a church, doesn't know who Jesus is. <laughs> Holy guy. Uh, yeah. It, she may be from another planet. <laughs> this, this is possible. Based on the rest of the movie, I think that's not a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably a planet where she's never seen a man before either because she really likes Brad. <laughs> oh, so much <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> yeah it's, i mean i know kate was interested in like giving brad a call and is like excited to be married but she doesn't seem that excited about brad per se the only person who mm. cares anything at all for brad is cindy and yeah i don't know if that's just because she is always like jealous of her sister and wants to steal her thunder or if she just really likes brad i don't know what that's about <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i kind of grew up in like the snowy north it just it was new hampshire not you know the yukon but i can totally see where like at some point you kind of love the one you're with rather than waiting to find <laughs> a perfect perfect match because <laughs> there's just not that many town. people yeah yeah She's like, it's either him or like a super old guy, and I can't handle that. So, <laughs> okay, Brad has <laughs> Brad has a job and a, most of his teeth. Yep, let's do this. <laughs> um, also, we experience her dad, who <laughs> reminded me of like Mrs. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. He's like always complaining about his nerves. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Edward and Diane. I don't know why I wrote down her parents' names. We hardly ever see them. No. It's almost like they're in a separate movie than the one that Kate and Redford are in. Totally. 
mainly because like the movie that Kate and Redford are in is like beautiful outdoor shots and then like you cut to the dad and the mom in their house and it is like the worst soundstage lighting that's ever existed (laughs) (laughs) yeah they rented them like a model home for the weekend and shot it Mm -hmm. I feel like they ran they used all the budget on the out outside shots and then they were like oh crap we have more scenes (laughs) what are we gonna do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they definitely paid the cinematographer more than the screenwriter because there's some oh. gorgeous views. Yeah, uh, that is one good thing about this movie. I'll admit, the snow is very pretty, and it's real snow. Yeah, you can tell it's real snow, and I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, it's hard to fake a frozen lake. Yeah. So when we go back to see Kate and Redford, um, he takes his super snazzy snowmobile and makes a jump and she attempts the same jump in her dinky one and of course uh she goes flying and then her suitcase busts open midair <laughs> hitting nothing it just busts open <laughs> and clothes go everywhere because <laughs> of course this it's is al- a zany altitude movie. sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> so zany <laughs> I wonder if she's just used to that on planes. Like, oh, yeah, like my suitcases that just bust open once we take off. It's just like part of the deal. (laughs) Very cheap suitcases. Yeah, I don't pack any of my best clothing on trips. (laughs) Um, Did did you notice that Redford like doesn't even check for a pulse before like immediately going for chest compressions? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, she fell off a snowmobile. She must be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We find out later that Redford is an author, so not a medical professional. (laughs) He's just like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to like slam into her chest a few times. That'll be good. (laughs) And then I guess she wakes up and freaks out and is like, what are you doing? Yeah, she slaps him. And he's like, I saved your life. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, that's debatable. (laughs) That is highly debatable, sir. (laughs) And then she like straight up tries to steal his snowmobile. She doesn't even ask permission. She just walks over to him and tries to ride off. (laughs) I guess she feels like, uh, I don't know, this guy was like grabbing at my chest. I guess I deserve to like be able to take his thing. (laughs) she's every everyone in this movie nobody is like sensible so making sure there's like a motive or like oh they did this because of that like it's a fool's errand (laughs) yeah yeah you'll drive yourself crazy but they they end up going off together and he's like okay just take one suitcase and everything's fine but she manages to keep her giant candle with her which comes up later (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the candle. <laughs> Priorities. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. When we're back with the family, we see Cindy's very cozy with a fiance, and then the dad notices, and all he says is, Cindy, don't. And then he doesn't bother <laughs> to say anything more. <laughs> yeah, she's like clutching Brad's arm and stroking it. Yeah. It's like, okay. Something's definitely going on here. Yeah. And Brad's, like, uncomfortable, but he, like, never actually says, okay, stop. <laughs> yeah, Brad. Brad's kind of a non-entity in this movie. Yeah. 
He just does whatever he's told. Yeah. Then we go back to Kate and Redford. They find a cabin. They're not going to be able to make the trip in a single day. So they're going to stop at this random cabin that looks pretty abandoned. And uh, she's supposed to start a fire and he's going to go get more wood. And uh, so she uses a ton of lighter fluid everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm not so outdoorsy, so I'm sure I'd have trouble starting a fire, but I've at least done barbecues. Like, I know you don't use that much lighter fluid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She doesn't know not to do that. Uh, So then there's like a CGI ball of flames everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i couldn't tell was that was her arm really set on fire like in a safe way for the movie or was that that was cgi okay i think i think it was all cgi oh jewel i wanted to believe she did her own stunts (laughs) i don't i don't know if the um production company had enough money for insurance purposes (laughs) they were like we're we're not doing that (laughs) After that, Redford uh, strips and go to bed, and I made the note, damn, (laughs) because Redford (laughs) is fit. (laughs) Redford is majorly fit. I can see how they decided to cast him. I don't understand why his character uh, sleeps naked in a sleeping bag. It seemed a little weird, but oh well, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) To each his own, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nice production value. (laughs) Um, and then I made the note, she calls him Redford. Did we get his name before? So either I wasn't paying enough attention, which entirely impossible, or up until this point, he's just been Mr. Big Man. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I have no idea. I could, I might've gotten his name from IMDB. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember if they ever introduced themselves. Yeah. They're mostly just like griping at each other the whole time. There's very little like dialogue at the beginning other than I want to go with you. No, you can't go with me. I want to go with you. No, you can't go with me. Yeah, it's like the screenwriter like has heard of banter before but never like can't just can't quite figure out how to do it. Yeah. They're like I'll just have them hate each other. Yeah. Without a spark. Yeah. <laughs> the owner of the cabin comes back. Uh, you'd think that he'd tell them to scram and get out of there. Instead, he insults the woman and threatens the man with rape, which is hilarious, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that guy is super creepy. <laughs> he he comes in and announces, we got a menage a travoir. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to look up travoir on, online and I got nowhere. I think he just doesn't know how to pronounce French properly. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Or he's made up his own sexual terms, which is possible, too. (laughs) (laughs) The closest I could find on the internet was maybe it's French for, like, a a sledge, like a snow sledge you haul things on, but I have no idea. Oh. So, like, a menage a trois that you have on a sled, provided it's a (laughs) large enough sled? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. (laughs) That's what the name of the movie should be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, he's super into Redford. Who could blame him? 
I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him for that. I can blame him for how he goes about it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think the at first you're supposed to think that Kate is in danger, not Redford. And then that twist is supposed to be like a joke. And then the music yeah. is all like, do, 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 do. <laughs> and you're like, Gross. I don't know if that's funny. I'm pretty sure that's still awful. <laughs> Yeah, 2015 wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. This feels like a madcap 1980s moment. <laughs> right? Um, but Kate slips away, uh, grabs a giant-ass candle, and um, Redford sees her. The guy turns around, and then Redford slams him in the head with a piece of wood. And uh, then they leave, and... I don't know. He gets like one last line about being lonely or something. Oh, yeah. I didn't even write it down. I was disgusted with him. <laughs> I, I will say that the actor who played the owner is having fun. Like he's spinning and he's being really big and he's got a crazy prospector voice. Like there were a lot of choices there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely like left it all on the screen. Yeah. Later... Kate has to pee and then there's a grizzly bear and then um, Redford notices the grizzly bear and they have to like huddle on the ground and not move so that the grizzly will leave them alone and the grizzly leaves them alone and knocks over the uh, snowmobile so they have to go on foot and then I said to myself, like, oh, I bet she doesn't have to pee anymore. And then she literally says, I don't have to pee anymore. And I was like, wow, that is literally the (laughs) lowest hanging fruit. (laughs) But go ahead and take that, I guess. (laughs) It cracked me up that, like, the bear tips the snowmobile over. doesn't really seem to do that much damage. um, But Redford doesn't even try to tip it over or inspect it at all. He's just like, well, guess we're walking. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was so confused. I was like... Is there something he can see that I can't see? Because maybe it's so heavy they couldn't possibly try to tip it over. But, like, why not try? Like, you have two people. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like modern snowmobiles, they purposely make them so that, you know, you're not stranded when they tip over. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know. And his is supposed to be, like, newer and nicer and hardier and stuff. Like, it shouldn't fall yeah. apart. It's not like the grizzly, like, pulled it apart or anything. He just was like, blunk, and it tipped over to the side. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think, like, the snowmobile smells like venison. There's no reason for it to (laughs) go for it like that. Oh, I've also forgot. We we also learned that um, Kate's ring costs $15,000. Oh, yeah. And we find out Redford is going to the city to see someone called Jody, but that's all we know. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, Kate assumes that Jody is a girlfriend of his and makes some barbs about that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet it's his kid. Because that's how all these things go. <laughs> wow, you must be a genius to have foreseen that twist. <laughs> yeah, this this is almost like... You know how there's those jokes where it's like, I fed an AI of like 50 romantic comedies and this is what it came up with. (laughs) This is kind of what this feels like. Oh, they were trying. (laughs) Yeah, they were, you know, doing a thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> they did a thing. Um, they start walking out on a lake. Uh, Redford changes oh, wait. his mind. Oh, am I ahead? Uh, don't forget that uh, they cut back to uh, Kate's dad talking to Brad. Oh gosh! And he's like, lo- <laughs> "This is the part where where Dad says." Some men prefer to relax with scotch. Some like golf, and some like the company of prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I like carpet. Was that what? He said? <laughs> yeah, he like totally rips off the thing from that movie Die Hard, where he's like, "Make balls with your feet on the carpet to calm down." <laughs> and he even he even says something about like, "I saw this in a movie." <laughs> And Kate's, Kate's mom. Movie it is. Yeah, and Kate's mom's in the background. And she just goes, "Poor Kate." <laughs> do Do you think she's thinking "poor Kate" because she's like, "Oh my gosh, like my marriage is such a hell, and my daughter's heading straight for the same sort of hell." <laughs> <laughs> Man, I guess I couldn't tell how she feels about her husband. Like, is it sort of like, oh, that lovable dummy? Or was it like, oh, please die? <laughs> it did feel more like, oh, that lovable dummy. Uh, mm-hmm. Because she she's always, like, ribbing him about, like, why are you acting, like, so concerned about everything? Everything's fine. Um, but, yeah, he is the worst. <laughs> everything <laughs> irritates him. Everything's all about him. Yeah. And it doesn't even seem like the wedding is that expensive. Like, it's... There aren't that many people at it. Yeah, it's at a church, like the local church. I don't know how much that costs. I don't know if they have a reception hall. It doesn't It didn't look that, like, elaborate, you know? Yeah, it's hard to imagine small town, wherever this is, Canada. It, where does yeah. it take place? Alaska? I Canada? Think, I think it's Canada. I can't imagine there being, like, a huge fee for any rental of a place up there. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Probably Who not. knows? Um, anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, oh back no. to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're walking across the lake. Redford is hesitant at first, then he's okay with it. Then he stops and doesn't want to do any more. And then Kate pushes, but this time she's, like, more gentle about it and more understanding and, like, nicer so he goes along with it and then immediately regrets it because I think, does he or does she fall through the ice? I think he does, right? Um, I don't know. I wrote that <laughs> I wrote that Kate and Redford fall through the ice, but maybe it's just him because she seems well enough to start a fire and he seems to be like on death's door. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I... I think she falls, but, like, it's so quick. And then he Mm -hmm. jumps in after her and, like, throws her out. And she Mm. starts to dry faster for some reason. (laughs) But then he's (laughs) in there longer and is in danger. And then I guess she managed to get him out. And then, like, we skip and they're off to the side. And it's like, wait, how did she get him across the lake? Did she, like, drag him? Like, how did that work? (laughs) She but, got that fabled, um, I don't know, my mom strength. Oh, my yeah. child, Redford's in danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just pumped with adrenaline. Like, I can't <laughs> let him die. <laughs> uh, this guy I hate. <laughs> uh, 
He's the only one who knows the way to Snowy Pines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Redford. <laughs> um, so in a moment of crisis, she's able to build a fire um, because apparently that's what you need. Uh, is, a, is a good enough reason to want to make a fire? <laughs> uh, and then... Then we cut. Then we cut back to uh, Cindy in her silver pants massaging Brad. Yeah, I have in my notes shiny pants! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Just for like lounging at home, I was like, what? Yeah. Maybe she had plans to go clubbing later that night. Maybe, it's very like early aughts, shiny. Yeah. It definitely seemed like a, a Britney video yeah. level of shiny. Yeah. Um, and then um, he starts to get excited and headbutts her, breaking her nose. <laughs> and then just twitches uh, all of a sudden. And yeah, just blood everywhere. And she's super mad. <laughs> oh, I guess we jump back to Redford and Kate. And they're standing around naked, trying to get warm by the fire. Yeah, and somehow, even though they're, like, freezing to death and naked, they find time to discuss penis and breast sizes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay. This is the moment where I was like, I think I, I mean, I, the first moment that I was, like, angry at this movie was when they were in the cabin. But I was like, okay, that's one scene. That character's not coming back. It's fine. Let's all move on and forget that happened. And then this scene <laughs> right. happens and I'm like, oh, I hate this movie so much. I'm getting so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <sighs> it's just, I don't know if, I, I, I assume we're supposed to think they're like witty and funny and like. They're just saying the things that we all wish we could say to each other as men and women. Like, <laughs> oh, you're vain. No, you're vain. And it's like, no. what are you, 13? Like, why are you so, like, oh my gosh, boobs. Like, what, what are you talking about? You're adults. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're full grown adults. It's so weird. But yeah, they they think they're hilarious making, you know, jabs at each other for size and whatever it's super annoying i'm Uh, surprised they didn't go for like a a shrinkage joke or something yeah then we're at the hospital and my favorite thing is there's a poster in the background i don't know if you saw it at the at the Mm -hmm. hospital it says don't die from diabetes exclamation point (laughs) oh my god that's dark which is not a helpful poster. <laughs> like, right? Like, check your levels every day, diabetics. That's helpful, you know? Serious. Or, you know, talk to your doctor about, you know, managing your blood sugar. Or, you know, avoid yeah, losing a foot. Yeah, that seems like a, <laughs> it's like a really irresponsible poster for a hospital. I mean, you, that that could literally just be every disease all over your hospital like don't die of cancer don't die of diabetes don't die of this and it's like (laughs) i don't know how seriously you're taking my condition (laughs) (laughs) but somebody gets a phone call at this part right 
I can't um, remember who. Yeah. Was it Brad? Brad gets a phone call or something, and it's somebody offering him a, a scam, offering a free trip to the Bahamas. Wah, wah. <laughs> he thought it was Kate. <laughs> I've already forgotten that entirely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't really remember it, but I wrote it down, so I'm like, yeah. I guess I'll say it. <laughs> Yeah, I was probably too busy looking at the poster behind him being like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I got to go back and look at that. (laughs) Don't die of diabetes. Okay. (laughs) I I don't think there's anything that else that happens at the hospital, right? I don't have anything written down, though. Okay. Um, Redford and Kate talk about authors by the fire, and they almost connect, and... Redford says something about break you off as an expression. Oh, whoa, I forgot about that. And I was like, what's that supposed to mean, break you off? Isn't that like an old 90s set thing, like for, for like sex or something? Oh. What does that mean? I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I've never heard that before. And then she like kind of calls him on it and she's like, what do you mean break you off? Who says break you off? And he's like, whatever, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's like, no, literally no one knows what you're saying. I don't know if that's a thing, but who knows? She's surprised that he likes Emerson poetry. And then he, I guess this is supposed to be like some sort of, um insult like feminista or something like he's like i suppose you're all margaret atwoody huh yeah (laughs) then he accuses her of watching sex in the city which in 2015 how long had that show not been on the air (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was like years at that point (laughs) like that's such a weird pop culture reference to make Maybe up in the Yukon, it's like a brand new show. Maybe. They, they just started. Yeah. Canada only you... just got Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't understand about this scene is like somewhere around here, I think maybe I think it's maybe right before it, Redford, for some reason, decides to dive into the lake again and then gets naked again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they, I, I think they had like some flimsy excuse, like, "Oh, our our food's at the bottom of the lake. I have to go and try and get mm-hmm. it." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but at least we got to see him naked again. <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, they're like, "I that was hard enough to write like a little bit of dialogue about books. Can I just like have him take his clothes off, please?" <laughs> <laughs> and the director's like, "Fine, yeah, that's that's okay." <laughs> Also, they're like super warm around this fire, but it's it's a tiny pile of kindling that yeah. doesn't seem like it would it would wouldn't even warm up a bird. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a bonfire. I'm nitpicking too much at this point. <laughs> yeah, nitpick one: they shouldn't have put lighter fluid on an oven. Nitpick two: if you're gonna be warm by a fire, make it a big fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll go on IMDb and like put that one in there too. Yeah goof they claim to be warm but they couldn't possibly be <laughs> look at that fire it's so small <laughs> oh boy yeah uh they flirt with snow uh mm. the next morning and uh they're throwing snow at each other and he picks her up and is like spinning her around and she's like laughing and 
I guess like they did almost die the day before, so they must feel pretty close to each other. But it does seem mm-hmm. like someone I only just met picking me up, I would not be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I've known you 24 hours. Let's wrestle in this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're into each other. And I mean, I guess if I had seen Redford naked that many times in a 24 hour period, maybe I too would want to wrestle in the snow with him. <laughs> That's a good point. They go grab food and steal a snow plow. Or is there oh, anything yeah, they else? Go... Before what is that? that place? An oil oil rig? I guess so, yeah. All I wrote down before then it was the following day's hike has really pretty scenery. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best way to watch this movie, I would say, is like put it on mute, put on some music, and just like fast forward anything that's an interior shot and just like look at the <laughs> the scenery. <laughs> yep. The scenery and his torso and yeah. you're good. And then that's the movie. <laughs> That would be a great movie. <laughs> um, um, so I, at the oil rig or whatever this place is, mm-hmm. she she's like, he wants to steal stuff. And then she goes, I want to ask for help. I'm sure they'll be nice. But the second she sees somebody, she runs away without talking to him and steal and they steal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Like way to follow your convictions, I guess. <laughs> I guess she's like nervous that the guy's going to like get mad because she's stealing stuff but you think that her natural response would be like we've been walking in the woods for 24 hours could you just let us have a sandwich you know (laughs) not run away right (laughs) yeah it's not like the guy's pointing a gun at her or anything he's just like hey what are you doing which is a reasonable question like hey stranger like (laughs) why are you you holding (laughs) (laughs) why are you holding everything in from my fridge yeah um then the snowplow runs out of gas and they they have to walk the rest of the way to snowy pines and it's going to take a while. So instead they walk the rest of the way to a hotel. Mm. But they have all... cell phones and apparently oh. the roads are like good at this part of town where there's the hotel. I wonder, maybe we're supposed to think that the cell, cell phones were ruined in the lake or something i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know i just all that i know really is made me mad <laughs> <laughs> goof goof <laughs> but I, all i know is that there's one room left and it's the disco ball sex room mm-hmm. that every motel has apparently yeah there's um a bed with like foam blocks to make it look like an igloo because that's really sexy (laughs) and then a disco ball and kate calls home and talks to cindy and uh cindy's like oh you're having a fling before the ring (laughs) which i don't know if you think cindy would be like do you want me to drive up there and get you then since we're in communication at the moment and i know where you are because you're telling me like (laughs) but she doesn't she's just like oh okay i see how it is i i get it (laughs) yeah it's clear that they're not even that far from town because they spoiler alert kate calls a cab later 
Well, as soon as she calls a cab, that's when I became furious. I was like, wait, you could have called a cab this whole time? Why would you try to sleep in this room with this person you don't know? (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. Just call a cab. Also, like, Redford comes out of the shower, and they've been actually getting along Mm -hmm. uh, for the past couple scenes. And then all of a sudden, they have the dumbest fight in the history of movie fights. Like, it's about nothing. He's just like, he's like, that was a good shower. And she's like... I can't believe you're talking to me. Like, it was just weird. (laughs) I know. It was so strange. Go to hotel, igloo bed, disco ball, last resort motel, takes cab. Cab? And then what was that (laughs) argument? And that's all I have for that entire scene. Because it was just like, what? (laughs) I don't even know what happened. I think she like, she sees a photo of him with another woman. And she's like, assumes that he's married. And she's like, you're married and he's like you're engaged also i'm not married and then she's like whatever i hate you and then she leaves and it's like (laughs) what none of this makes sense Uh, it's like the filmmakers were like all right we need to bring in some tension right now to drive them apart Mm -hmm. to like oh yeah ratchet up that will they won't they thing but it's like that's dumb there's no i mean she's already getting married to someone else like, she could have right. called home and talked to, like, maybe she tried to get a hold of Cindy, but Brad picked up the phone. And then Brad's like, oh, baby, I miss you so much. I'm so glad to be marrying you. And she's like, oh, I feel so bad. Brad's so nice. <laughs> you know? That would have made more <laughs> yeah. sense than whatever exactly. the hell that was. But then she takes a cab, which apparently she could have totally taken a cab from, like, almost anywhere that the roads were good enough. I so stupid it's made me so insanely mad which why why get mad at this movie but i did um Grr. then she's home and brad says nothing will ever happen to you again <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat <laughs> it's like i'm gonna keep you in a tower where nothing will happen to you again <laughs> and they haven't seen each other presumably in like at least weeks, if not months. Yeah. And the best he can do is say that, and then he gives her, like, this little chaste forehead kiss. Yeah, he does not seem into her at all. I don't know. Maybe he's in the same position of, like, I'm not really into any of the women in this town, but there are, like, three eligible women. <laughs> and two of them have teeth. So it's between those two, the two sisters. <laughs> oh frosty affair you crazy movie (laughs) the does kate make the joke about cindy and brad being too close to each other um i'm not sure i wrote that her mom senses something's up and talks about pushing the wedding and kate says she wants brad but mom discovers kate's adventurer that she's been talking about is author redford mcmillan mm. and she and she gets all excited she's like oh i love redford mcmillan's books and says there's mcmillan's in town so i guess yes we did find out redford's last name okay there we go <laughs> we figured it out all uh, right i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna make that an imdb goof uh, yeah <laughs> then uh, redford has an ex who had a kid with another man who came back for her, so that's why they're not together anymore. 
we see Redford talk to this woman and to the girl who he raised as a daughter for a couple years and then left once the other guy Mm. came back, I guess. Yeah. And it turns out Jody was Redford's mom. That was who he was going to see. Oh, it was the mom. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I, I had to look it up, but I think his British ex is named Brittany. Oh, okay. For whatever. And then the daughter's Amanda, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just realized Brittany, Britain, because she's English. I don't know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, shouldn't she be French then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. Kate goes to see Redford's mom before her wedding. Redford's mom says, Redford minds his own business, <laughs> which seems to imply <laughs> that Kate does not. <laughs> oh. Slam. Yeah. It, it would be weird if someone's like, oh, I'm on my way to my wedding. Also, I want to see your son. <laughs> I know you don't know me, but. Jody hi. really broke her off. I don't know. Am I using that right? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> who could tell who could tell oh alice is the name of his daughter oh and then uh, uh, his uh, ex says we're not all the same which i thought was strange just because hmm. that that's what he was always saying before is like oh they're all the same they're all the same and i'm like does she know that he says that all the time or does she just he, sense that oh, he, that's how he feels he says that about women yeah, earlier on, he's like, Eesh. he says that um, to Kate a couple times, like, oh, women like you are all the same or something. I think saying, because he thinks that she's rich because of the nice ring or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, Kate's choices in this movie are pretty slim. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, I wrote down that the only nice male in this movie was uh, not the not joe that stupid assistant principal but um the actual principal alan actually seems like a decent human being that's true uh also the but innkeeper that he seemed okay that's a good point the innkeeper uh the guy from the oil rig place he was a little gruff that... but i think he had legitimate concerns <laughs> good point good point he had a reason <laughs> uh but uh yeah Brad versus Redford. Hmm. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Wedding time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go over the wedding? Uh all I wrote down was Kate has cold feet thinking about Redford. She leaves Brad at the altar and Cindy steps in. <laughs> I love that part too because um brad is surprised that kate literally at the altar after the sermon says i don't want to marry you which i mean would be surprising and then cindy steps in and he's like mildly surprised but he's also like okay (laughs) second best is still pretty good i'm good with it (laughs) you own silver pants that's cool (laughs) you're pretty good at massages it's all right you can take a headbutt i like that about you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be an interesting thing to put on your tinder profile like can take a headbutt it's like oh okay that's a i'll try thing. it <laughs> <laughs> then kate goes outside redford's there they go off on a snowmobile and yay uh, 
my with sister, pop country playing. Oh yeah, <laughs> my sister pointed out that the jewelry and the press-ons that Kate is wearing seem to be like super cheap, and I was like, well, she is a teacher, so <laughs> maybe that was a choice. <laughs> yeah, good point. I think they just ran It'd out of be... money at that point. <laughs> <laughs> It would be a little weird if she had a perfect manicure in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Unless she did it to herself. I guess, you know, people get good at that stuff, right? Sure. (laughs) It's just not where Kate's priorities lie. No. Where do they lie? We're not sure. We don't really know. (laughs) Um, She did mention that she has some first editions. Maybe she's into books. I don't know. And that's true. She likes books. She seems okay with teaching. (laughs) She liked the kids. She seemed to really enjoy the the play, musical, whatever it was with the little kids. Maybe she wants to be a director. Yeah. I don't know. And then the movie's over. Yeah, I wrote down that there are no less than three snowmobile wranglers listed in the credits. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how they were called? They were called snowmobile wranglers? Yep. (laughs) I was also, I found it fascinating that um, the credits said this movie was edited in 4K 3D. Like, where did this ever show in 3D? I can't imagine it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Also, to like give it depth or were there things like flying towards your face? Ooh, I don't know. Like Redford's chest just coming at your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bear scene. It's just like the Revenant. <laughs> that poor snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. 3D. Yeah, I'm I'm also confused because it says on IMDb that it was a made-for-TV movie. I tried Googling around a little bit. I couldn't tell where it was actually shown. Maybe hmm. on a Canadian network? Yeah, no clue. Because you would have to edit out the swears. I don't... I wonder, I don't know. do you think, like, can, the Canadian people that made it, do you think they ever sold it to Hallmark, just to, not as a Hallmark original, but just to show? Maybe. If and they cut out that... they, like, edited it for content and then put it on air, and now it's a TV yeah. movie because they weren't able to get movie theaters to show this in 3d <laughs> cut out some of those racy uh redford pecs <laughs> yeah i hmm. yeah it's a baffling movie yep but we made it through we did <laughs> so we have two scales we have one to five stars to indicate how good it is and uh, one to five whatevers to indicate the level of goofiness, good madness, whatever. So I, I guess we could do snowmobiles for goofiness. Nice. Which um, which do you want to go first? Uh, quality or goofiness? Uh, quality. What do you say? Okay. So is this a now is this a quality scale for all movies or just for bad movies that go on your podcast? Um, I would say made for TV movies. So okay. lesser, like things that are pretty mediocre, usually. <laughs> okay. In that case, I would give it a three. 
that it still feels very generous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch a lot of made-for-TV movies, so maybe I'm a little skewed. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to give it one star. I would give it half Ooh. a star, but it is really pretty. Like, all the outdoor scenes, yeah. all the snow, very, very pretty. Um, so I think, you know, the the cinematography and, and you know, camera work and the directing of the outdoor stuff was good. It's just the script is awful. The characters are annoying. Uh, there's mm. that repugnant cabin thing and it's yeah. just everything else is bad but it's very pretty i'll knock it down to two and a half okay (laughs) um and what do you say for goofiness um i can't go any higher than two snowmobiles just because like there weren't enough laughs to to make it truly fun bad for me yeah it it was just kind of lame I think the things that were goofy were very goofy, like the um, the the shininess, the pants, the don't die of diabetes sign, the CGI fire, like everything that was goofy was very goofy, but it was mm. few and far between. <laughs> There's not a lot of goofy things that happen. So, yeah, I, I think I'll give it the same like two snowmobiles. Okay. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. So, basically, don't don't ever watch this movie, guys. It's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, being on the show, watching this terrible movie, and uh, letting me reschedule a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It was really fun. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, it was fun. I have not. I have nothing to plug. Okay. <laughs> well, keep us informed. I'll let listeners know if that changes. Yeah. Cool. Um. I don't know. You can look at pictures of my pets on Instagram. <laughs> That's always nice. <laughs> what is your Instagram? Oh. Um. Glam crackers. <laughs> if you see a like a Maine Coon cat and um. A fluffy dog then you probably found the right one there you go all right well we'll be back in a month uh until then you can go to our website not another bad movie podcast com. you can find us in all the usual spots tell your friends and rate and review on apple podcasts it helps thanks bye bye